Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for another episode of Behind the Grind with your one and only host, Simon Romero. What's up, what's up everybody? It is Monday, you know what day it is. Time for a new episode. So, we have Mr. Sean Centella, as you guys have seen from the advertisements, coming on. He recently announced, I believe it was last week, that he will be taking on Jose Shorty Torres. So it is the battle of the shorties, Shorty Rock versus Mr. Shorty Torres. So this is going to be amazing. One of the first matches of the Brave CF Flyweight Tournament. So if you guys are unaware of this tournament, let me clear the air. So some of these guys competing in this Brave Tournament, they were former UFC flyweights. But if you guys are unaware, there was at one point talks of the UFC getting rid of this flyweight division. So of course they had to release guys slowly and slowly. And some of these guys had some of the brightest futures in the UFC. But unfortunately, he had a rocky road, so that gave the opportunity to the UFC to say goodbye and head them their papers in the mail. And unfortunately, they had to find a new home. So Brave, these guys, they're taking these guys in from all other promotions. Eight men, the best flyweights in the world, are going to be head-to-head. -head. So besides, it is going to be an amazing fights. I am hyping this one up because I strongly believe I don't even need to hype it up. You guys read the records 20, 23, 7, and 1. You don't see this guy in the UFC yet? Like, come on, UFC, pick him up. So, without further ado, we're going to see this little quick video of Sean Santella, and he is messaging us right now, blowing up the phone. I said I was a little bit busy, but we're ready to go. Mr. Sean Santella. Mr. Sean Santilla, how's it going today, my friend? It's going good, man. Typical Monday, just trying to get everything in. Yeah, so your uh, your fight was recently announced. I believe it was last week. How have yeah. you been? Uh, how have you been doing since then? I know you must be busy, like you mentioned, but uh, what's the schedule been looking like so far? Yeah, the fight was announced last week. Um, we were negotiating the contract, so I kind of knew a little beforehand. We just weren't allowed to say anything. Uh, but then after the contract got signed, you know, we were good to go. Um, everything's pretty much been the same. I mean, for me, I planned on trying to fight the first time something came up, whether it was Brave or, or whoever. I was a free agent kind of floating around. So my management was uh, actively seeking... Castillo from Intake Breathing. Finally, there is a solution that can help even the worst of mouth breathers. It's called Intake. And it has already helped thousands, including professional athletes and people just like you, avoid the social pain and suffering. You know, a fight. I hate sitting around. I haven't fought since September, so I've been a little crazy. 
So I've been staying ready, you know, so I'm just trying to get back to a normal schedule just because of um, more of the gyms kind of being closed, like classes. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, I've been still getting my stuff in with my private group of guys. But I love taking classes. You know, I, I still go to normal classes that are being taught by instructors. So, you know, I try to get that in at least once a day on top of my personal training. So that's the only thing I'm trying to figure out now because everybody's up and down with the new schedules opening up, not opening up, corona, non-corona, you know, all that stuff. For sure. So talk to me about this uh, this Breve CF matchup. You're going up against uh, another shorty. Why yep. will Shorty Rock take over the Shorty Show at Brave CF at the first matchup of the tournament, I believe it is? Yeah, a, this is a great matchup. I'm super excited. Um, I was calling for it a while ago when he first got signed to Brave. I actually tried fighting him in Titan, actually. I know he had a, cu- a couple um, uh, last-minute replacement fights, and I was always trying to jump in on it, and it just never came through. So I just think it's a great matchup, you know? Um He's got a good name, I think, you know, with him being in the UFC and now fighting at Brave, winning in Brave. Uh, he's got a little bit of hype behind him. I know he's one of their commentators now. So um, definitely a tough challenge. I don't think he's my toughest challenge, you know, so far. But I think it stylistically, I think it matches up well with me. And For sure. I'm really excited to get in there and mix it up with him. Yeah, so talk to me about uh, how preparation has been different. Like you mentioned, gyms were closed. But I'm sure you've been doing your own thing. Uh, have you been uh, specifically training for your opponent quite yet? Um, not, not really. You know, a, a little bit of game planning now with sparring partners since everything opened back up. Mm. But you know, really, it was just a matter of just training and and uh, and maintaining and uh, just getting in, putting in work. And I've had guys that had fights coming up. There was a couple people in the UFC that had fights. That I was helping out, so I I was still sparring, still training full time. Now it's just a matter of uh, prepping specifically for uh, for Torres, you know. So I feel like his game is kind of like everybody else's that tries to fight me. They want to stand and bang, sprawl and brawl. It's kind of always the same when people fight me. So I don't think it's anything new that I'm going to be really preparing for. Of course, so. I was going through your topology. I saw your number one in all these states, but talking about sprawling and brawling and all that, talk to me about the idea behind your aggressive cuddling strategy. Oh, yeah, man. I, I'm trying to be a, a scrappler. So it's an aggressive cuddler. I get my hands on you. I don't let go, and I'm looking to beat you up, suffocate you, and try to take a limb home, you know? So I'm in your face, you know, just very aggressive. I don't have that, like, laid-back jujitsu style, you know? Like, I'm... I'm constantly in your face, scrambling, um, high pace, you know, whether I'm getting beat up or I'm giving a beating, I don't care. You know, as long as it's a high pace fight, I'm excited. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure this is going to be your 32nd pro fight, mm-hmm. if I'm correct. So that's a lot of fights. Yeah. What have you learned through your uh, your 31 previous fights uh, as far as nerves, preparation, that uh, some of these younger fighters don't actually have because they lack of that experience? Um, you know, I, I just think that it's, um, being, it's just training smarter. You know, a lot of the, the new generation, they just try to go as hard as they can mm-hmm. and then they end up getting burnt out or all they want to do is spar seven days a week. And I was one of those guys when I first started, but just cause we didn't know any better, yeah, you know? Yeah. So now after learning and having, you know, uh, higher quality coaches, 
it's a little different, you know. So I try to let these guys know, you know, you don't have to come in and, and go balls to the wall sparring every day. You know, that's how you get hurt and that's how you get burnt out. And, you know, mentally it breaks you down because you can't be perfect every day. And if you're winning every sparring session, then you're in the wrong gym. You know, you don't want to be the top of that food chain every day. You know, you're not going to get any better. So I think that's the biggest thing. And with me now, I mean, I've been training smart the last, you know, probably six years, um, just balancing everything out. And um, I was, I don't think I was really ever a believer in that, like just, you know, 24 seven sparring, you know, even when I first started, like we had three, four days of sparring, but it was different. It wasn't just all full MMA sparring. Some days was just boxing. Other days was kickboxing. Other days was grappling. You know what I'm saying? So we kind of didn't beat ourselves up. The thing that beat me up was the first half of my my career, I had to fight at 35 because 25 didn't exist, you know? But luckily, you know, I I had a lot of finishes. And because of my style, I didn't take a lot of damage throughout my years. So I feel like I still have a lot of years left, even though I'm 35. I feel like I still haven't hit my full potential which is scary because if I am where I am now and I haven't hit my full potential, then, you know, that, that's, that's going to be scary for some other people. Mm-hmm. So when was it in your career that uh, 25 actually became a division for you and you could actually feel comfortable where you were at? I want to say. Probably a couple years ago, I would, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. I would say more than a couple of years ago. I want to say, I, I want to say it was like 2013. Okay. You know, okay. somewhere around 2013, 14 is where they announced the UFC with the the flyweight tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had one or two fights before then. It just was hard to get people, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, when they started getting people, and they, you know, really honestly, if the UFC didn't open up, there probably wouldn't have been a lot of people at 25 even dropping down because people look at the future and say, hey. You know, where can I, you know, fight? Where's my dream? Everybody's dreams for usually the UFC. And if they yeah. only had 35, no one's going to fight at 25. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think once they announced that, there was more people going for uh, 25, you know. So I think that that's where it really came out. So, But I only had a handful of fights. But mm-hmm. So what uh, what impacted you when you uh, you switched down to 25? Like what? felt better for you I know obviously the cut must have been a lot lighter on you you must have felt a little bit better but like what what made the difference um I mean I never really I still don't cut for 25 you know I walk around like between 32 and 34 so I'm not I'm just not big you know I think the difference was the the people I was fighting were like Aljamain Sterling was my last fight at 35 I think he walked into the cage at like 158 and I walked in at 132 and a half, you know, yeah, so that's, that's, that's a big difference, especially in a five round title fight, you know, yeah. so I mean, I held my own with with a lot of guys that did well at 35. But when you hit the top tier, that size advantage does play a role, especially I think for my style, you know, it would slow me down a little bit if I could get somebody that can control the pace a little better, you know, and I wasn't able to, to use my scrambling and stuff like that. It just wore on me where I had to use a lot of strength and, uh, you know, giving up 20 pounds was a lot. I still give up probably 10, 15 pounds easily at 25, 
you know, I'm just able to manage it a little different. For sure. So you mentioned title fights as well. Well over half of your, uh, your professional fights, I'm pretty sure, were title fights. So what's that, that experience is a lot different because you're training for those five-round fights. How many five-round fights have you actually been in like that went the distance that you can remember anyways? I, I think because uh, most of my title fights were at CFFC, yeah. they started out with five-round title fights. And then, unfortunately, some of the heavyweights had the worst fights ever, and people didn't want to watch it for five rounds. So they actually cut it down to four sure. rounds with a, with a, a sudden victory round. Yeah. So for the first, I think I fought three times that were five rounds. And I fought a couple others that were four, but I ended up finishing them in the third or the fourth. You know, yeah. so I think altogether, I think in title fights going the distance, I think I'd say around five. Okay. And out of how many did you say that was? Out of how many fights? Yeah. Yeah. And title fights, I think I had probably 12 or 13. So five of the 13, you, you believe went like the full distance, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think, I think five did. Yep. Right on. So like, what did you do for cardio for that? Like, I'm sure you did a couple, some things of strength training, but like, what did you mix in there? Honestly, the, the training stayed the same. It was just doing more rounds and sparring, Okay. you know, having different guys. And instead of going for say three or four rounds for a normal fight, we're doing five or six, Mm. you know, and then usually you're, you're getting a fresh guy maybe every two rounds. So you might see two or three different, different looks, you know, um, other than that, everything pretty much stayed the same, you know, like the strength training stayed the same. Like I said, I'm big on still taking classes. I don't just do private stuff or just do fighter training, you know, mm-hmm. like I faithfully take classes, whether I'm teaching or whether I'm training and I'm, I am, I'm still a student. I still love it. I'm still an instructor, you know, so I'm still taking jujitsu classes. I'm still um teaching jujitsu classes i'm still taking muay thai classes like i'm still doing that stuff you know so yeah. that's, that's a big part of my camps as well as my personal stuff yeah so going back to that title fight conversation which one would would have been your favorite i guess not counting any out saying they weren't good or anything but like what was your favorite title fight that you can think of that comes to mind my favorite title fight i would have to say i would imagine uh, one, but. yeah it's it's a lot but um hmm. i'd probably say the one that was the most satisfying was against um let's see uh, uh andres uh i guess moreno carrera i want to say hopefully i didn't butcher his name but it was two fights ago it was right before the blaine shot fight right now when I won, when I re-won the title. Okay. That's uh, Only, Only because I, that fight, I think people wrote me off because this kid was coming from a really good jiu-jitsu background and he okay. had really good striking. So I think even the people at CFFC thought, like, this is probably going to be my toughest matchup. Mm. And, um, you know, nothing against him. I pretty much walked through him. I just dominated him, you know? So yeah. 
Um, and I think that surprised a lot of people. For sure. And that's the thing. You can never, like, what I've noticed anyways, you can never predict the MMA game. There's always something coming up, whether there's someone who's better than another guy, which I find cool because some sports aren't even like that. So it's unique, I guess. I think a lot of it, too, is, is an age thing. A lot of people are putting putting things on age this, you know, this day and age saying, oh, well, this person's 35 and he's old. He's fighting yeah. a 19-year-old. This guy's going to come out. He's a killer, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not always like that, you know. I mean, I think the last two out of three kids I fought were under 20 years old, you know, oh, and boy. I dominated them, you know. So it doesn't matter how old they are. They could be 18, 19, 20, 21, or they could be 35. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to try to do what I do. You know, I don't, the age thing just doesn't, doesn't really bother me. I don't think that, um, I lost a step anywhere. Again, like I said, I think I still have room to grow, which is scary. You know, like I think I have a lot of room to grow. I think I've made it as far as I am now on maybe not even half of my full potential, you know, which like I said, is scary, you know? All right, so we've seen you in the cage, but outside of the cage, there has to be at least one embarrassing moment that comes to mind. Like, what's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you? Most embarrassing thing? Yeah. Had to pick your mind a little. Yeah, that's uh, (laughs) a lot of crazy moments. I'm trying to think. It's hard to embarrass me. Remember, you're coming from a kid that the last seven years has pink hair my car is bright pink it's hard to really embarrass me you know um so it's not i gotta really really it's not nothing that's happened uh any time recent yeah i'm gonna have to go back and you know um it, it it would actually probably have to be where when i was younger and um my my dad caught me in the garage with my girlfriend Oh boy. <laughs> we were like hiding out in my garage. And uh, yeah, so you know, you can imagine 13 years old having fun. I think that 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 definitely was it was having my parents open the garage door, you know, and uh, I'm playing around with my girlfriend <laughs> at the time. That's a yeah. good one. <laughs> yeah, I would have to say that that's uh, as far as the embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah, you, you also mentioned the uh, the hair and everything. So talk to me about that. What's What's the idea behind that? You've had pink hair. You've had all, all kinds of different hair. Is there something new coming in the works for this fight coming up? Yeah, I think uh, right now it's back to original. I got rid of the pink. I got rid of the forehawk. You know, not saying that I might not bring it back for this fight, but um, I just wanted a new version, you know, uh, coming out of the pandemic. The pandemic really screwed up my life, you know, like all, all, all different ways personally with relationships. My mom got really sick and is still sick. Um, I was supposed to open up my own gym. Unfortunately, the pandemic hit, so that put a hell to that. Um, so it's, I feel, I feel as if I was like reborn, like a Phoenix, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really hit rock bottom. And if it wasn't for me being able to train and, and some of my, uh, my close friends opening up their academies for me, where I can just personally train by myself, even though there was no classes, you know, I was, I, I just, I was in, uh, a rough place you know so um i just wanted to kind of get rid of the old and, and try to try to you know rebuild something new you know shorty 2.0 yeah. 
So not saying that I'm gone with the pink right now, you know, um, always been my favorite color and I've always kind of wrote it out to the fullest. But as far as the hair and stuff like that, it it might kick it back a little, maybe for the fight, you know, but, um, it's been really just, uh, again, just kind of, um, trying to refuel everything and rebuild from scratch, you know, just, uh, just a lot at once, you know, the last three, four months has just been crazy. You know, so I'm fortunate that I have this fight to concentrate on and and that I've had, um, you know, people during this time that didn't really abandon me, that stayed by my side, helped me through the rough times. And, you know, hopefully moving forward now we're out of it and everything starts clearing up and, you know, my life gets back to being somewhat normal. And, uh, you know, we concentrate on this fight and then see what the future brings. For sure. So back in that uh, in that uh, the comments you said back there. You kind of spoiled my next question, but uh, I was going to say, if I could guess your favorite color, I got to pick the neck hair, dear. But now you told me it's already pink, so <laughs> I guess we can Easy can't one. You don't have to phone that. a friend for that one. <laughs> I looked down second at the favorite. bar and everything. What's the second favorite? Second favorite. Ooh, that's a tough one. I would say purple, but I'm thinking red. I don't know why. I'm thinking red. No? Oh, man. Just what would that be? Pink. Black. Black. Come on. No, no, I guess we can't pick. Darkest and the flashies <laughs> to the darkest. For sure. I know. I didn't expect that one. <laughs> All right. So this is the last one I got for you. We've had you on for a while, so I appreciate it. But pretend that I am the UFC, Bellator, wherever you want to go, I'm that matchmaker for your weight class. Why mm-hmm. should I take... Mr. Shorty Rock into my division. Um, I mean, I, I think I've had this conversation with a couple matchmakers. To be honest with you, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think my work speaks for itself. You know, um, I've been one of the top guys, the most consistent guys in the world. Never turned down a fight. I've never missed weight. I can make weight on less than 24 hours notice. I'm mm-hmm. always ready. I always, you know, put on a good fight. I have a ton of finishes. Um. Every time that I've been kind of counted out, I've come back and proven why, you know, I still belong here and I'm still relevant. And I train with some of the best guys in the world, 25, 35, 45. And, um, you know, no one's no one's been able to push me over, you know. So I know where I stand regardless where I where I am. Brave UFC, Bellator, you know, all my friends, all my family, all my teammates know where I where I belong. And uh, I just need a. Uh, a platform, a world platform to show how good I really am, you know, mm-hmm. and I've had hiccups in, in the past and it is what it is, but you know, um, I'm in the biggest flyweight tournament that's been out there. Um, I honestly think that this eight man tournament is bigger than the four man tournament the UFC had, because I think that other than really Demetrius in that tournament, who did you really have? Yeah, sure. Benavides, but you had two other guys that are, eh, you know? I mean, these guys in this tournament are the top of the, the food chain with these guys, you know? Even the guys that used to be in the UFC, they all did well in the UFC. Unfortunately, they got cut because they were going to get rid of the division, you know? But yeah. I mean, Austin Ortiz is, is probably one of the best fighters out there. I think he goes out there with Smash uh, Figueroa or whatever his name is. You know, I honestly believe that. So... Mm-hmm unfortunate for Dustin, you know, 
he kind of got the crap end of the stick when it came to, you know, if you win, you stay in, you lose, you get your papers. Because he was on his way to, to a title fight, you know? Same yeah. thing, Zach. Zach's friggin' tough, man. He Bellator champ. Did well, very well in the UFC. He's another one that just got, you know, uh, the crap end of the stick when the UFC didn't know what they were doing with the division, you know. So, um, and obviously, you know, they obviously got rid of Demetrius, which is like mind mind blowing because I think he's the greatest of all time. Um, yeah, not just because yeah. that's my weight class, just because he's dominated everybody that you put in front of him. And I think that, you know, in his fights, he did beat um, Cejudo. You know, I mean, I think. I don't think it was a robbery, but I think he honestly won those fights. So, unfortunately, you know. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm excited for this. I'm excited for this tournament. I'm excited to stay active. That's my main thing. You know, it's always good to to, to um, be appreciated in, in the organization. And I know Brave appreciates me. You know, they were seeking me, and, and we had good conversations. I liked where everything was going with them. I like what they're doing with the division and, and how they brought in guys. And I like the fact that they promised that they'd keep me active. And that's what I asked for, man. I don't want to sit around, you know, like I want to fight. I want to stay active. I want to fight four to five times a year if I can, you know. So that's what I'm hoping to get, whether it's the tournament, not the tournament. I just want to fight, you know. That, that's what I love to do. That's where I find peace. And, and that's what I, I'm looking at doing for the end of this year and the, and the beginning of 2021 or 2021. Yeah, so – I want to give you the opportunity to uh, thank anyone you feel is necessary that's helped you along your super long journey. The uh, floor is all yours. Uh, well, I definitely want to um, thank everybody that's helped me out during, obviously, this crazy time, the pandemic, with uh, opening up their gyms when things were closed and just letting me come in and just kind of release some some of my negative energy on the mats. Um, my teammates and uh, at uh, Pure MMA, Andy and Mikey Main, uh, Toro MMA. Craig and Quinn Hannigan helped me out tremendously in the last two years. Um, let me come there, train, do private lessons, you know, stuff like that. Um, always my family down at Ricardo Almeida and Nick Catones that have taken me in, um, you know, uh, letting me teach, be part of the team, be one of the head jiu-jitsu instructors. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I call Shortyville which is kind of like my fan base, you know? So they've stuck with me from, from the very beginning, fighting as an amateur all the way up until traveling across, across the world, always supporting me. You know, I love everybody. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy the fight coming up. Hopefully it's at the end of August. I still haven't confirmed the date, but uh, I'll keep everybody informed with um, how everybody in the United States and worldwide can watch it. So, you know, I can tell you this. I guarantee you that Shorty wins. Come, come August, that first round, Shorty's going to win. Awesome. So we got to hype this up a little more. Let's get, <laughs> you leaving, let's get you leaving one message for your opponents coming whenever that date is against your opponent, Shorty Torres. Man, I mean, it, it, I don't have anything negative to say about him. You know, I've trained with him uh, a little bit. You know, he's always been super cool. He's never been disrespectful. Me personally, I don't need to hype up a fight because I love to fight. You know, like you put you put a paycheck in front of me, I'm going to fight. Uh, you know, I enjoy doing it. I don't like losing. So that's what gives me the motivation to train. I, I think about myself losing and it makes me wake up and go to the gym and be that much better every day. So I know he's going to bring it. He's never in a boring fight. I'm never in a boring fight. So there's going to be no loser in this. The fans are going to be the biggest winner, you know, and, um, you know, my hand's going to be raised at the end and I'm going to be moving forward. 
and I'm sure me and him will still be cool after we fight. So uh, I'm excited, and uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Perfect. So I appreciate the time, Mr. Shorty Rock. You can head home now. It was awesome having you on, and we'll be talking soon. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Take care. There you folks had it. Sean Centella. Shorty Rock, like I said, will be facing Shorty Torres. So we are looking forward to that. As he mentioned, there is not yet a date for that when the tournament will begin. But we will keep you updated, especially Mr. Shorty Rock. Stay on his Instagram at srock125. Hit him up. As he mentions, this guy's crazy. Used to fight at 135, weighing in at 134, cut no weight at all. Man, I can't imagine. They had like, what, 20, 25 pounds he mentioned? I couldn't do that. I know that. But he is a fighter. He knows what he's doing. Cut down to 125. Said he feels better. So we're looking back for that return. Said he hasn't been in there since September. So we're excited. We're excited. We're hoping you guys are excited. But number one. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. All right? Number two, like these videos. Number three, hit those comments. Tell us what you want to see more. Tell us how much you love the video. And number four, share this with your fellow friends, grandparents, grandmas, brothers and sisters, great-great-grandmas. Get them all to see this video. We appreciate your support. And we hope to see you guys on the next episode when we catch up with Mr. Justin Jaynes, the guitar hero, which is a very interesting one as well. But you will miss it if you don't subscribe. So go ahead, subscribe to the channel. We'll be seeing you on the next week's episode on Monday. Like always, Justin Jaynes. But right now, the spotlight on Mr. Santella. Hope you enjoyed. Until next time. <sighs>